had we always had that locked in connection. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. We did. We used to be sometimes though. <laughs> I remember you used to be like, Dre, you like, you're not talking to me? <laughs> yeah. But that was that was necessary because I will say You not talking to her was necessary? No. Her the reason why we wasn't talking is because oh. I was upset with whatever coaching or guidance she was trying to give me. Because mm. Longchamp always threw gems and, and just instilled yeah, So <laughs> at the time, and still, I'm still a little hesitant <laughs> in receiving it. In receiving it. Yeah. Still, I'm working on it. But at that time, ooh. Yeah. Because ooh, you thought you was growing and nobody yeah. could tell you nothing. Nothing. <laughs> he, was not, he was not receiving anything from anyone. Yeah. But I mean, we go through that. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about teaching is that I see myself in my students, so I tend to... Oh, that's why you used to hand it to me on the platter? On the platter, <laughs> yeah. It's love. It's all love. I used to be like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But I wasn't bad, though, was I? No. I don't you, think you they are slick. bad. Slick. Out the mouth. I don't think, I don't think that... Just... You still are. I ain't gonna you say that. So what was I? We we passed it. You can say what you want to say. Oh, I said what I wanted to say before. You're very. Ooh. <laughs> Let's see. To put it in a nutshell, I believe that you're very headstrong. You're stubborn. However, when you feel like it's coming from a place of love, you tend to receive it better. Um, immediately after you receive it, you're very apprehensive. But then you take time. You reflect. And what I do like about you is that you do come back. You come back after you've reflected and then you say, okay, I see what I did wrong. Sometimes the word sorry won't come out, but you'll be remorseful and then you'll see change action slowly. So, yeah. uh, hold on. I'm, since I, I'm not familiar with you, Miss Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. B. 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 <laughs> B. So, um, so what... What subject you teach? What school? All that. Okay, he's very so, federal. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I teach English language arts. Now I teach AP Lang and Lit. Yes, I taught dual enrollment before. Um, I, I'm not gonna say the school, high yeah. school, yeah, high school. But I taught them. I could say that school. Turn Tech is where I taught. You know, yeah, I'll say my school. Now I'm at iTech. iTech is a very small school. We have about 268. Students oh, there, small. yeah, very small. Is it Ninth like a, grade through twelfth grade. Is it like a prep? It is kind of like a prep, but it's a public school. Yeah. But it's uh, the niche is tech. So we have geospatial, we have um, business ERP, we also have coding. So it's very it's that small niche which we need, and it's a great asset in the community because we are in Little Haiti and we don't have wow. sports just like Turner Tech. We don't have sports. We don't have auxiliaries. But we they can have, branch off. And, they can definitely branch off to other schools. But what I love about it is it's a lot of, I guess, majority of school is people of color, kids of color, scholars of color, but they are going into tech, which is the new age anyway. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. So, you said I wasn't bad. I mean, I don't think I was bad. I, I can remember, though, not with you, just with another teacher. When our principal, uh, he had said he was gonna put me in this lady's class, and she was like, "Is he a bad kid?" And he was like, "Well, uh, -uh he can't come to my class." 
And he and I didn't know at the time that he was actually helping me. He was definitely helping me yeah. by putting me in her class. And he personally put me in this lady's class. Yeah. And I will say that I kind of beat myself up a little bit about this because I could have really locked into my potential to grow in that class because it was drama class. Mm -hmm. And I could have really like yes. soared. But I will say this, and I've said this before. I was still trying to find myself and who I was as a person and being comfortable with myself. So doing that, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. But if I would have did that, it would have just it would have just made me way more confident. It would have I was already him in high school. Yeah. It would have just it would have added on to that. And then it would have also created a new generation of that and everybody being comfortable. You know what I mean? Of course. So, I mean, I always beat myself up about that opportunity. Well, I say show yourself grace. Um, it happened. You we experienced it. <laughs> show yourself grace. Let it go. Take the jewels that you retrieved from it, from that experience, and then change your actions. That's the only thing you can do. Because if you harbor on it, then the energy is going to fester in a negative place, and then there's no room for growth. So you got to let it go. Take what you take from it. All right. Okay. And move on. Yeah, she definitely was. Definitely, and be like this, like y'all. She stood on me. Quiet. <laughs> be quiet, y'all. Finna get out. <laughs> definitely, I love Miss Longcamp, and she taught like she wasn't just like she understood who she was teaching. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the time she kind of like matched the energy, but still taught her class, and I think that. Teachers don't do that. Like they, they okay. So for an example, for an example, you can have a a Caucasian teacher, and she's teaching a group of black kids. Her upbringing and how she probably learned and how she is probably does not reflect the people that she's teaching. Hmm. So then it's like you have to kind of like shift how you do things so that your students can learn but still teach at the same time. And Miss Longchamp was able to grasp that concept, I feel, and thrive. Even teaching Caucasian students, everybody felt comfortable in her class, oh, period. But I think the thing was like, and this might not make sense, but like, I, I don't feel like she was like teaching at us. Like she was teaching to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like nice. it wasn't like a, Oh, I was saying like I feel like she wasn't like you know how somebody is like talking at you instead of like trying to like talk with you. Yeah. So I don't feel like she was teaching at us. She was just like like you were saying like she taught us like in fun ways. We played games to learn certain things. Like it wasn't like a a hard environment. Like, yeah. No, this is nice. It was a safe place. You're getting all my these flowers. No, definitely. It was definitely <laughs> a safe place. Everybody wanted to be in your class. Everybody wanted to know who you were. Uh -huh. I just really believe, like, when you're interacting with people, sometimes the energy may be off, but always present yourself in the humanly most way possible. Because automatically, when people see you, they have their own perceptions of you. You can't deny, like, the perceptions that we all have 
prejudgments, right? Mm -hmm. But when you introduce yourself to a person, and not even verbally, even non-verbally, um, you, you just show up as you. And people can see your authentic self. People know when you are your true self. People can tell if you're just, you know, fluffing up stuff. Like, they can tell. So I think the great thing, the thing that I love about the youth, I know I'm going to sound old right now, but the thing I like about the youth is that you guys are so honest. So that honesty, I love it because even if you are taught manners and you're taught, okay, I'm not supposed to talk back or I can't respond the way I respond, the nonverbals speak volumes. So, so I just love that because once you start getting in the age of, I don't know, your 20s and 30s, even your 40s, you learn how to mask nonverbals. You're taught different skills on how to, you know, have a poker face and be stoic. So. Yeah, and then you got to love what you do. How can you be a teacher and you don't love kids? I don't get it. Yeah, it's not like they pay you enough to be in this South Florida um, economy. So mm -hmm. why do it if you don't love it? Right. But a lot of people do things that they don't love. Yeah. A lot of people do it. And Ooh, it, it sucks. Nice segue about love. It, it sucks because you're, you're, whatever you're doing, you're supposed to be in it. You're supposed to be really locked into it. But a lot of people do things just to do it, just to, I don't know, just to have that income. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times people don't find things that they love. People don't find people that they love. They just want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Temporary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Temporary fix. So let me ask you this. Going into it, what are some of your deal breakers just in a relationship? Ooh. Mm. Ha. Right in there. Deal breakers. Oof. Well, I'm at the tender age of my fourth decade now. Um Where? <laughs> so my experiences and of course things that you would accept when you're younger versus being in your forties are very different. I think for the most part, you have to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Knowing who you are is the first rule because you're gonna you're, you're going to change, you're going to evolve, your experiences are gonna shape you, and what you like in your teens versus your twenties and various decades that follow is is going to shift. Right. So things that I know for sure that I look past back then are red flags. Like I would be like, oh, it's a carnival. It's not red flags. No, it's pink. <laughs> and I would totally, like, if the person met the package that I want, because I was mostly, when I was younger, it was about physical attributes. I'm not even going to lie. It was about physical attributes. And then I would say, okay, he got money, okay. Then I, would, then I would say, okay, he got money. I could buy, I could bypass some certain things because he looked good and he got money. Win, win. And then uh, when you start to ignore those red flags and it keeps, you know, you keep experiencing certain things and it's like, okay, let me, let me, let me refocus. Let me reshift my focus and let me, let me really see who I am and understand who I am and whose I am. And by that, you start to really focus on the qualities that add to what you have, because I believe that no one can bring you peace. No one can bring you happiness. You already should have that embedded in you and someone is going to come and add. When you feel like it's being depleted, I feel like you need to exit. 
I'm all about reciprocity. So if our first quarter, I hope these um, people understand the words you're saying. Oh, oh, well, reciprocity <laughs> is like give and take. It's, it's like reciprocal, like in math, y'all one over one equals one. See, two over two equals one. Like it's about that reciprocity, that give take. Like I cannot com- honestly continuously pour into you, and then my cup is being empty. Right then, I have nothing left for me. I'm not good for anyone. So my first thing is you have to, as as crazy as this sounds, you have to be selfish about you. You have to know what you want, know what you like, know what's necessary to add to what you already have. Once you know who you are, then nobody can come and play with your face. No one can come and shake because people before you, they have really paved the way for you to be where you are now. Could you imagine your parents, your guardian, they poured into you so that you can be where you are now and then some piece of person come (laughs) and definitely start to deplete what everyone, what that village has poured into you. No, we're not going to do that. And a lot of people lose their self in relationships. Yes. But I feel like relationships back then and relationships now are like completely different because then like people like our grandmas and great grandmas like they used to fight hard for their relationships like if he do something that was like crazy they would still stay and fight because they believe that they could work it out right but now it's like okay we see something that we don't like and peace i feel like that's true but the dynamics have changed as you Mm -hmm. said because Women in the workforce back then, they didn't have the opportunities that we have now. We're more independent. Um, women couldn't, they had, they got an education, they got the jobs, whatever, but still, we're still fighting today to have equal pay. We're still fighting today to have um, certain things that men are privy to. So when we think about why our parents say, why our grandmother stayed, why aunties and our mama stayed, it's because they they had to stay because of financial reasons. They 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 felt like if they left, then who's going to come and bring this up? And then the mentality of, you know, someone else coming in and picking up these kids. I got three kids. Who's gonna want me with these three kids? Or someone picking up the bills. Who's gonna want to pick up this responsibility if they are not tied with these kids? So I think, in my opinion, things have definitely changed because. Women are more independent. Now, is that a yeah. pro or a con? That's I, a whole other topic. I feel, though, as if it could be, like, a con on men's behalf. Because if you're in a household and, like, let's say the woman is the breadwinner or the sole provider, that messes with men's egos. Oh, yeah. And they do crazy things and start treating you different. And it's like, I mean, it's not my fault that I'm the... So provider of the household. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I think that because men before, do have egos, like large we can ones. Even get to the household before we can even talk to talk about a man and a woman that is living together and, and doing that, having those type of problems. We have to start. I feel with how people see things on social media, mm-hmm. and they take those things and feel like they need to bring that into their household. Oh, I True. don't take me this place because I need this. Oh God, that is yeah. Don't don't do this, and I feel like those things play a big role 
in what we're talking about. And people people need to like really sit down and understand that social media is not a real place. Like if somebody um is 19 and moved out and living on their own, that don't mean just just because you're probably 25 and still living with your parents, it's like, okay, you probably feel like you should have accomplished that by now, but that's not your path. So you don't have to, oh, well, let me hurry up and find a place and then be broke and then go back to live with your mom. So what I do find out is like, I'll be talking to like siblings and they just be quoting stuff straight out the social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, if, if he not provided for you, he not, he not worth your time. I'm like, but at the same time, you got to build a relationship. Everything's about growing yeah. and building. I think nowadays is more of like, if you, if you can't provide for me, I'm going to just leave. I feel like that's more common now than instead of just building with somebody. So I think that's one of the cons for nowadays. And that's like one of my deal breakers in the relationship would be someone that's so ready to like, so ready, so quick with it to leave or like always got something mm-hmm. snapped back instead of learning the process and what, how somebody else is. You know mm. what, it, I think what it boils down to is a man, and this is my opinion, a man not bringing that energy to the woman like, okay, I love you, hear me out, but this is what we're gonna do. And I feel like men don't instill in the woman that he has it. So it leaves, it, it leaves her mind wondering and then I feel like that's when she feel like she can say, okay, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, we're not going to go this, we're not going to go that. But if you, I feel like if a man just approaches a woman on the in, with the energy and the intent to actually be there for her, she would, I don't think she would care about anything else. So you mean like like him actually being a leader? Like yeah, leading her? a leader. Not only being a leader, but being vulnerable too. That too. But let me ask you this. I was, I was listening to a video. And the video was like, uh, women want men who take care of them, who uh, make sure the bills are paid, is caring about them and all those things, but won't listen to him. But she'll go to work and come whenever they tell her to come, do whatever they tell her to do, but why she won't do that with her man. I th- I think like with with that with women that think that they can walk all over their individual, well I mean their person is because like like you said they don't give leader vibes. Like if if you have someone and then you feel like you can just walk all over them, there's a reason for that because if you see like people who are in strong relationships and you always see like the the man is leading. He presented something to her to show her like, I'm here, like I am a man. I'm gonna lead you, I'm gonna guide you and things like that. So I think like if, if a woman feel like she can walk over you is because, and this is probably not the only reason, but from like what I've seen personally, if a woman feel like she can walk over you is because of something that you're not doing. Mm. From what, nah, from what I see, and I, I literally have a coworker that she's like this, and when she does, I I think it comes down to their parents, how they parents treated them and stuff, and also a woman acts how the man treats them. Like if a man treats her right, she gonna act right. So I, I feel like it all comes down to the man being a leader, 
the man doing things what he's supposed to be doing. And also the um, background of the woman of how she was raised and how she was treated in the past. And you gotta see both of those situations and balance it out, see what, because that's what I've seen in my own perspective. How could you, you said see those things and balance it out, but if I'm coming into a situation with a female or whoever, why do I need to, like, if I'm coming to provide and I'm coming to be in a relationship with you, I necessarily have to, like, see how you were raised and stuff like that. My, my What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is my mom always tells me that I need to take accountability. I cannot tell, I cannot go around saying, oh, because my mom didn't do this to me when I was younger, because my mom lacked in this, this is the way I am. I'm grown now. So I need to be able to say, okay, this is what I want and I need to act on that. But you, I, I don't want to say you can't, but you want to say that because I would say not about how she was up, her upbringing, but how her dad took care of her mom, like how, how she's seen those interactions. So I feel like everything that you guys are saying plays a role in it. Yeah, there's a you lot of contributions. Yeah, you have to look at pedigree is important. Pedigree is not the end all, but it is yeah. important. Basically what you were saying about how they were raised, how they were brought up, their experiences, what they saw, because they may not have seen the father in the home, their biological father, but it could have been a stepdad in the home or someone else, an uncle that stepped in to show them, okay, this is how a woman should be treated. And on the flip side of that, that impacts the boys as well, the men. We, we just look at, most of the time we look at the impact of um, the father not being in a home and how it impacts the daughters, but it also impacts the sons as well. And sometimes people grow up and they have that resentment. It's easy to be in a place where you are now, where you accept accountability and you're able to decipher from, okay, this is how I was brought up. I am an adult now and I should change my behavior. It's easy to say that when you are healed. When you are not healed and you're still suffering from the traumas of your upbringing, you're not going to be in that space. People can tell you to your blue in the face that maybe you need to go to therapy until you feel like it is essential and necessary until you get that wake up call. You're going to blame everyone else and everyone else, all the other bystanders, they're going to be, unfortunately, the person that gets the wrath. And, and unfortunately, you're going to sit in that space. So to answer your first question, that is also deal breaker for me. When you can see that there's certain questions that I ask a person like, okay, how, how long have you had your friend? And I know people are like, why do you live, why do you ask that question? Like your friends, the friends you have, who do you have as your friend? If you're in a situation, who can you call to assist you? You need to see people in different states of their life. When death occurs, um, when they're financially unstable, when they're angry, these are the things that show you the true character of a person because people will flip out because those are those are harsh situations that you have to deal with and not seeing that side of that person and imagine you getting married to that person and you see it and some of them you don't see unfortunately until you get married to that mm -hmm. person but then you're sitting there and it's like this is real like this person mama just died and they are losing it they are breaking every play and vase in this house they losing it and i can't i can't do anything to get this person out of this space or 
the person is broke. They're being evicted. Their car just got repo. They are like broke, broke. And I like to say in between blessings. (laughs) Then you get to see another side of this person. What is this person going to do to get out that situation? What are they, are they going to rob a bank? Are they going to hit somebody across the head? Are they going to, like, those are some real life situations that sometimes you don't end up seeing until you're in the moment with them. But then you, you, you have stuff privy to you, like their family. Okay. Well, how if everybody, everybody, everybody family got issues. I haven't met a a person's family who's just a clean slate. Everybody family have issues, but to what extent? are the issues right how do they deal with their problems do they just close in and let it fester that's another thing like some people they aren't comfortable being vulnerable you can ask them a million times what's wrong what's wrong nothing nothing but their whole behavior has changed Mm -hmm. so now you need to see okay how are their communication skills am i able to deal with that am i able to stay in the house with that person for a week on end with the silent treatment i'm not I'm not able to stay in the house with you and we walking by each other and you're giving me silent treatment, but I know something is wrong with you, but you keep telling me nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. And I have to wait. So those are some things and some, uh, it takes a while for you to see certain things from a person because we always come with our representative, right? We don't really show a person who we truly are. Right. If the person drinks, how do they act when they're drunk? When they're drunk, how do, do they go off on a tangent? If the person smokes, how do they act when they smoke? Like these are certain things. They have kids. Oh, are they in their kid's life? How are they with their kids? Is there an awkward line of communication with their mother of their child or the father of their child? Is there baby mama, baby daddy drama? Those are some things that we don't look at because we are straight tunnel vision when we come into a relationship or we're trying to get to know someone. And then you start to see things pile up. And that's when we start to ignore the carnival and say it's just the carnival when really it's red flags all over the place yeah so but i i agree but like yeah yeah, so like but like to i have a question to ask but before i ask the question just to like go back to what you were saying like i like men do have it hard yeah like because we were just talking about this on like a different podcast that we did about men not being able to express themselves and all of that and in a household where a man is being raised by his mother, I feel that a woman cannot raise a man and a man cannot raise a woman. So there are some men that like growing up, it's only been them, their mom, and probably their siblings. But when they grow up and get older, they do in their relationships, they do everything that their father didn't do because they saw how it affected their mom or whatever. And they take that path. But then you have those men that do exactly what their dad did. So it's it's all about the individual and their mindset and how they receive things. So like what Dre was saying, you're grown now. So whatever happened to you in the past, it might be trauma and it might still affect you. But that cannot like continue on out your life because it's just going to be a repeated cycle. I agree. But that's, that's the beauty of you seeing that face forward, the person is showing you this, why would you continue to be in a relationship with that person? Right. So now this goes (laughs) to my next question. So I go to church and my pastor is like very old school and she's like, you should stay home or by yourself until you're married. And I think, I don't know if it's because like I'm 
in a new generation that I don't I don't think that you really get to see someone until you're living with them. Mm. And if you wait to after marriage, like you said, some things you don't see until after marriage. It's like, okay, we're married, you're not going anywhere, so now I'm about to act a donkey. So do you think that you should wait till after marriage? Like, how do you feel about moving in without being married? <laughs> okay, God bless today, my mom. Um, wait, I grew up. You're um, Haitian, right? I am. Yeah, I remember. So yeah. I, I, that's why I want to ask you. <laughs> so my mom, my mom, we grew up in um, a strict Haitian Pentecostal upbringing. Like we couldn't wear pants. We couldn't mm. have our ears pierced. Can wear nail polish. What else? Um, you can have a perm. Like it was very, very strict. Um, so, but when it came to relationships, she actually um, um, wanted us to introduce our um, significant other to her, and she was a little, she was a little unorthodox when it came to that <laughs> because that's not typically how it goes in a Haitian household, mm-hmm. especially a religious Haitian household. Um, so to answer your question, so I grew up like that and I was like, my mom and dad, they've been married. Well, they were married. Mom passed away. Um, they were married for 43 years, 43 years. Mm. They were together for even longer. So I grew up in that, that nuclear family where we had that village system. I had my grandma, my grandpas, all of them, all of them transition now. But we grew up with that that old school, like your mama, your aunties, your your cousins. Right, it's like a village together, that village, right? So my mom, she tried to preach that um, we used to, we call it placé in Creole. It's like shacking, where yeah. you couldn't shack, you couldn't placé. That's a no no. That's beneath the religion, beneath the cause, the culture. And I was like, yeah, it, was, it worked for you, mom, but. <laughs> For me, I, 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 I'm going to get a little personal. I was in a relationship with someone in the past who love bombed me. And I know love bombed me. They just give you all type of love. They listen to you. They, they, they basically um, really, really tune in to mm-hmm. the things that you love. And they do it times 100. And um, the relationship became toxic. Um, to not go into deep, it's not until um, I moved in with him that I was able to see certain things. And I was like, whoa, I would not have been able to see that. For me personally, my opinion, and my mom was like, don't say it, but I'm going to say it. I believe that it doesn't hurt to move in with a person. However, what are your intentions with that person? What are you guys going? What are you trying to do? Right. What? And be honest with yourself. When I say you have to know thyself, you have to know mm-hmm. yourself. Because when you get into that house with that person, both women and men, you tend to shift a little bit um, to that person's norm. Like both of you guys, you almost shift. And if you're not careful, you will lose yourself. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful and be very honest and authentic with your communication with that person. What do you want? What does that person want? Be honest. Let it out. Because once you get in that that house, there's no hiding. Uh There's no hiding. And things are revealed where you're like, whoa. And sometimes, that's another thing too. Sometimes we do have to show other people grace because sometimes people don't know that they possess certain traits too yeah. until it's brought to their attention. Mm-hmm. 
So that's something that we can show grace on. But when it comes to me, I, based on my experiences, I, what I would do differently based on my experiences though, is make it very clear what I want. Yeah, I feel like it's always important to let somebody know like your intentions right. and what are you going for, what right. you're not going for, just lay it all out on the table. Yes. And give them the option to decide yes. what they want to do. But my mom probably is going to come in my dream later on. But yes, I would definitely agree with shacking. <laughs> Once you lay that out, let the person know. Because my mom used to, her defense was, well, well, her rebuttal was, well, people can hide when you're living with them too. I said, yeah, but for how long? Right. They, can't, they can't hide as much as it is when you guys are outside dating. Mm-hmm. When you guys, but I will say do what's best for you. But since you asked me the personal question, me personally, I'm shacking. Yeah, I, I I would too. Cause like for me, a deal breaker in a in like one of my deal breakers is like being dirty. I do not like dirty stuff. If you leave in your shoes, your clothes, you don't clean up behind. I do not like that. Yeah, it's a lot of things you would see that you 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 wouldn't even imagine it bothers you until you're in that house yeah. with that person, like. My God, you brush your teeth. Why didn't you rinse the sink? It's toothpaste lines in the sink. I'm and I'm like, and then, I didn't know that that would bother me <laughs> so much. It's simple things like that. Like, so you're going to leave one square on the toilet roll. Really? You're going to leave one square? The <laughs> toilet roll right there. You For real. Could not right. come and change. And, and like, then why you put that little bit of juice back in the refrigerator? Right. No, <laughs> right. Wait, 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 you know, my mom had said something to me about that the other day. Why you left this little bit of juice in the refrigerator? Do you understand that the cup have a fail line? I mean, you want, and it was enough drink for somebody else to get something to drink. So now I need to be selfish and drink the car in. Instead of putting it back in the refrigerator. But it's a little bit of juice. Like, you might as well have drank it. If you shake it the in there. It's full. So now I need to pour my cup over just so. Believe get no. another cup. Get another cup. No. no. Um, you get what I'm trying to say, though? Like, no, yeah, I get but, what you're saying. But, but was, like, it a li- was it a little. No, it wasn't not. No, you could shake it in this cup. <laughs> you could pour it halfway into the next cup. You probably did it to her in the past and now she got PTSD. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. But no, I'm like, <laughs> for true. real, like. Why, why would you why would you do that it's it's like a lot of things that someone does when you're living together it's like and why? It's, it's crazy because you wouldn't even think it bothered you so then like for myself i'm I, I have to check myself i'm like wait am i acting like an old hag like why why does this bother me like we got enough win dixie bags or public bags what public bags in the cabinet why you had a whole other stack of them in the other cabinet. You just need the bags. <laughs> <laughs> so put them in the same cabinet. Like, I don't know if it's because, like, a, one piece that I took from my parent, well, my dad, he has, like, real bad OCD. Like, he will come from work, <laughs> put his stuff down, and start sweeping. And there's nothing on the floor. So I, I got that from him, but, like, I, I don't have, like, OCD like that. Like, I'm not, like, oh, if it's three green oranges and then it's a red orange in the middle i'm not gonna trip but like my ocd is not that bad but i can say that i did take that from him because it's like why are you dirty and see that's something that you would need to share 
with someone who's coming into your life because imagine not sharing that and the person comes and they're all willy nilly and it's like, what you tripping for? It's like I, I right. did tell you that. But like, why would you think that that's okay? But they, because they were allowed to do that yeah. when they're yeah. in their previous experiences. That's and no one said anything. Yeah. But that is true because I do feel like you have to teach a person how to treat you. Absolutely. Right. Because what they were used to in the past. May not be used to. Yeah, yeah. like some people, because I've seen people come into a relationship, like my friend, for example, his past relationship, I mean, her past relationship with dudes, like she always like got respect. But then a relationship that she did have, like he used to call her like names when they got into arguments but that's what he used to do before and they were cool with it but she's not so i do feel like you have to teach somebody how to treat you absolutely that's in every relationship yeah definitely Just but yeah yeah i i've been doing i've been struggling with that with my brothers like like living together and then to like having to talk to each other bro it's it's been a struggle lately because now that we're going up now that we're going to this stage this adulthood I'm the youngest, so now I'm heading to this adulthood. I'm starting to see all that irritating things. Mm-hmm. And I'll be getting into it with my brother and talking about, and then my mom always defending him and all that. And it's just like, you're making the relationship worse by trying to defend it when we should talk it out. But yeah, when it comes to deal breakers, the most I think about is like me and my brother. Because we have, we live together, we eat together, we really have all the time together. And I think that was, that's my most precious and more my most like important relationship in yeah. Cause it's like I, I wouldn't be who I am without them and I like I live with them. They're like twenty four seven with me. So it's like it's something very that's like my most important relationship that I can be in. Yeah. See that's something that you would have to tell your mate. Like, listen, I love my brother, right? So when she says, Oh, let's go out a date on Friday, you might Basically, that on Saturday because I already had something for my brothers, you know. Yeah, and then you don't want them to hit you. You always with your brothers, you yeah, know. Right, right. I told you, right. you get it. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. my brothers. That's my, my, my heart. So. Yeah, but something. just like for you, like you saying that you grew up with them and you getting older, like, they, they're, like, you have to let them relearn you. Because what you liked when you were a kid, you probably yeah, don't like now. So it's like, they spend most of their time with their girlfriends, and I'm like always by myself. And then like get lonely. I'm like, man, why don't you hang out with me? And then they're like, well, we have people, we have somebody else that we have to really care for. So then I'm learning, we're learning that language of learn how to love them now than how they used to be. I'm learning that more important now because they're, they're spending a lot of time with their girlfriends, and I'm more by myself. When they when they used to be like the other way, you all used to hang out together, and now it's different. The whole dynamic change. I'm, yeah. I'm learning from I'm learning from myself, and they, I think they're starting to understand me a little more. So I think this is like a relationship that's blossoming, and it's such it's like a beautiful thing when it actually works. But when you actually understand the person and the communication, and how long lasting this relationship that can be. Yeah. Yeah, and communication. And people always saying communication is key, but like, do you understand what they're saying? Like you can hear them, but do you understand? Effective communication. Mm-hmm. While you're listening, you heard me, but you're not listening. Are you processing? Right. Yeah. Get into it. Get into it. I think we got into it. You got into it. We got into it.